From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're talking about acknowledging what you are fighting against in your marriage and creating a strategy to get your breakthrough. And there's a quote from Louise Hay that talks about this. It says, resistance is the first step to change. Mm-hmm. And I think as we're talking about what you're fighting against, a lot of times that shows up in terms of what the resistance is. And we're going to be digging into that in today's episode. But first, we start every one extraordinary marriage episode with a hug. And for those of you that are brand new, Brand new listeners, first of all, welcome. Yes. Tony and I are so honored um, that you are spending this time with us. But secondly, just so you know, a hug is really, this is an opportunity where we share breakthrough that's happening in the one family. We share the actions that others have taken to get, you know, create their own extraordinary marriage. And this Mm -hmm. hug comes from a post that was in the one family private Facebook group that starts with, hello, one family. I just had to share how much this family means to me. Hmm. My husband and I got married in June 2022 and have had to do long distance due to his service in the Navy. Just as a side note for all of our military members, thank you mm-hmm. for your service. Absolutely. Thank you to the military spouses who keep everything running when your spouse is on deployment or when you guys are in a different country. We are so grateful to all of you. This wife goes on to say, although we've not been married long, we have been able to use the one podcast as a way to connect with one another weekly and grow our marriage. We've been together for five years now, but still have lots to learn. This framework has been a game changer in how we approach issues in our marriage and gives us a chance to engage with each other in these topics, even when we are miles apart. We hope to read the book soon and continue the work. And I hope to learn more and meet and learn from others through the group as well. Right on. I I love this because this is... This is actually a strategy that I have used a lot of times in coaching. I do coach military couples when one's on deployment and things like that. Using the podcast, this is great if you're long distance um, or you, you know, through work or whatever it might be. Use the podcast as that conversation starter. You mm-hmm. can both listen to it, even if you can't listen to it on the same day. But when you get into your conversations, it's a great way to you know get beyond like just talking about you know the kids mm-hmm. and the bills and the tasks, but getting into that place of strategy together. So this is awesome. We're so thrilled to have these newlyweds yes. as part of the one family. So jumping in. As Tony said at the top of this episode, we're talking about what you're fighting against. And the the idea for this podcast, you know, the, our, the podcast episode ideas come from all over the place. And Tony was actually out riding his bike. For those of you that don't know, Tony has been a road cyclist since you were 14. 14. 14 yeah, long time. 35 years. 35 years this year, dude. No, it'll be 36 this year. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're having a birthday again this year. <laughs> yeah, wow. Um, but we do... So he's out on his bike as much as he can be during the winter. Now that he's a little bit older than he was when I first met him, um, he you know, is a little bit more fair weather. I'm a very much a, a fair weather. Wintertime, I go out on certain days because um, I just don't want to be cold. As you guys, as many of you know, we do not like being cold. And this is one of those years where I have decided that I'm going to lift instead of ride my bike. Mm-hmm. Except... On Thanksgiving, it's typically an interesting day here in Southern California, and that's where this idea came from. 
is because here in Southern, Southern California, we get these winds called our Santa Ana's. Mm-hmm. And having grown up in Southern California, I grew up in a small town out by uh, Palm Springs area. And I remember these even as a kid. I remember getting blown over because these winds are so just strong. Mm-hmm. And these Santa Anas were happened to be blowing on Thanksgiving Day. So what it is, it's blowing from the east and it blows in warm, dry weather. And it could just be it can just be downright like the gusts are just moving. And I got on my bike knowing that there's going to be a Santa Ana. And the way I was going, I was going to head west. So I was going to have a tailwind. And there's a bike path a little bit from our house. And I get on the bike path and you know what? I'm just rolling. I'm loving it. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm looking at my speedometer on my bike and, and I can tell that I'm ticking a couple of miles faster. I'm not I'm not even breaking a sweat really because I'm just like, oh, this is so good. It's just this tailwind. I'm going down this little slope that I know is usually about... I don't know, about 22, 23, 24 miles an hour I can get. I'm, I'm cruising down this thing at 32 miles an hour. Are you passing all the people on their e-bikes? Are you having some fun <laughs> with that? Because like they're coasting too, but you're like, no, actually I'm doing this pedaling. Yeah, like e-bikers, this- I'm not going to talk about them today. <laughs> but I know that I'm going to eventually go and head back east. He so has to come home. I have to come home. The funny thing is, is when I was riding this day in particular, I remember the turn that I had to make and I made the turn and all of a sudden that wind is right in my face. Mm. And in a section where I could be going, you know, about 15, 16 miles an hour, I'm doing everything I can, everything I can to get maybe seven, eight miles an hour. There's resistance. It's pushing against me. There's a force that's pushing me and actually wants to take me back from where I want to really be going. Mm -hmm. And so it really just sort of struck me in marriage sometimes. There are times when we got a tailwind. You know, we got those Santa Anas, man. We're doing good. Like life is going. And then there are times in our marriage where we take a turn and it feels like everything is coming up against us. Mm And here's the thing, I passed our house and went a little bit farther past our house because I wanted the tailwind back home. And so I went actually a couple extra miles that day, which caused Elisa to get a little frustrated with me because she thought I was going to be back sooner. And with the headwind, with the headwind, you, you go much slower. But I remember making the turn and then getting that tailwind back home. Mm. And it just reminded me that in our marriages, and for those of you, who are there listening right now, part of the one family, there are going to be times in our marriage where everything feels like it's going. Mm -hmm. There are going to be times when we're like, man, everything's coming up against us. And yet I want to encourage you to remind you, there's going to be a time when you're going to turn around again and there's going to be a tailwind on you and you're going to be able to flow again in your marriage. The six pillars are all going to be working all in, in unison. Everything is strengthening. Everything is just going in its place. Yeah. And, I was actually just thinking as you were describing that because while I do not ride with Tony, it actually is better for our marriage that I don't. That's, again, a podcast for another day. Um, But, you know, being in this place of just having this awareness, like I know where he's supposed to be. I know, you know, give or take how long it's supposed, you know, he should, I know when he should be coming back. Right. And there is this thing that happens, but like, I'm not paying attention to the winds. I mean, you know, it's San Diego, right? Like, like we get weather for about, you know, sort of 
three months a year when it gets like cold and rainy. And yes, we do have the Santa Ana's that blow. But you know, I know all of you are just like, oh, Lisa, weather, seriously, San Diego. Yeah, we get weather here. We get weather here. But I don't pay attention so much on the days when the winds are blowing. If it's cold or rainy, well, one, he doesn't go out in the rain anymore. He used to. If it's cold, I'm sensitive to that. But I do, I'm not so sensitive to the winds mm-hmm. when you're out riding. And so you being delayed and me not understanding why, I'm like, because my, my internal radar or alarms go off when he's out longer than I think he should be. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yes, I do get annoyed. Plus, we had plans for Thanksgiving. And I'm like, show up, dude. But it's taking into account the fact that, you know, sometimes we have to look at where is the resistance? What's causing the resistance? What am I maybe not aware of mm-hmm. that is that is this a force that's happening? And recently we asked you guys on Instagram and a poll there, hey, where have you felt resistance in your marriage? And, you know, with that, I said, let's define resistance as an opposing force to what you're trying to accomplish. Because that's exactly what those winds were. Mm-hmm. They were an opposing force. Tony was, you know, when he was with the winds, when he had that tailwind, he was flying. It was like great acceleration. He's going faster. But then you gradually make a turn or abruptly, depending on what the road is that he's on. And all of a sudden, like you said, it's everything in his power. It's an opposing force t- trying to stop me from accomplishing the goal. The goal making it back home. And here's what some of you said as far as where you felt resistance. Finances. Decluttering. One of us wants to keep, the other wants to purge. Mm-hmm. Transparency with mistakes. In communicating around tense topics and feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Housework. Parenting. Planning for kids. Anger and other big emotions. Priorities and buying a new house. Having different timelines. Laziness or complacency doing couples counseling, mm. openness around social media and phones, health, sex, or being sexually intimate, spending more time together. And I was struck, I and mean, this is you know just a partial list, otherwise we would spend the whole episode just literally listing things off for you guys. But I was struck as I started seeing the responses, just how often essentially I was hearing one of the six pillars of intimacy. You can Mm -hmm. hear about the emotional intimacy when people are talking about their emotions or the conversations or dealing with anger. Uh, You can hear about financial intimacy when it becomes things like buying a house or how we're, you know, what the timelines are planning for kids and the financial aspects involved about that. You can hear about recreational intimacy when it's how are we spending time together? You know, what are we doing together? What does that look like? You can hear about sexual intimacy when people are talking about, you know, just having sex or being sexually intimate. And, you know, I actually, I was like, wait a minute, I talk about this in the six pillars of intimacy. <laughs> like, where did I address this in the book? And on page 53, I share in the book, I said, when you're able to understand the pillars, you have a name for both the connection and catch this and disconnection when it happens in your marriage. The beauty of the pillars is that they become a framework to address any area of your marriage. And what it's, what, the reason I went to find that particular page in the book, and if you haven't read The Six Pillars of Intimacy, it's fine. It's still available. You can get it on Amazon. Just go to sixpillarsofintimacy.com. But it, it struck me as I was reading that list that when you understand a framework, mm-hmm. you, actually have, you actually have the tools to work through resistance. You can work through that headwind. You can say, oh, we actually have a headwind. We have resistance in this area. There's a pillar that has a crack in it. And we actually then need to step into this place of saying, well, what can we do? Just like Tony knew as he was coming back home and I hadn't actually heard the last part of the story where he's like, well, I I went past it. 
I actually stayed in the resistance. Did you? I don't know if you guys caught that. I stayed in the resistance a little bit longer. I pushed through the opposing force because I knew on the other side of that, I would get that tailwind again. I would have the acceleration. I would be in this place of, of ease and being able to, you know, relax a little bit more. So he actually, he chose to stay in the resistance, you guys. Mm-hmm. He chose to work through that opposing force. And I think a lot of times, and I see this with my coaching clients, if you can make that choice to work through and understand what the resistance is and to, to build strategy around that, you can actually put yourself back into a place in your marriage, change that cycle around where you've got the tailwind, mm-hmm. where you've got that acceleration. Like I'm working with a coaching couple right now, you know, lots of struggles when it came to finances and emotional intimacy and whatnot and huge resistance. They were mm-hmm. facing it from a lot of different sides. And we had a session this past, this past no, last week. And it was crazy watching the two of them. Mm. Because when I first started working with them, you could only see the resistance. You could only see the opposing forces. And, and you know, because of some of what we're going to share here in just a minute, they've, act, they've been able to work through where the resistance is. And this couple through their finances, through their emotional intimacy. I mean, they're having, they're using words like we were vulnerable in our conversation last week, Alisa. Right and we're, Let's go. we're making time to have conversations. And, and Alisa, we're having conversations about our finances. And I'm sitting here thinking, wow, sounds like you're actually getting a tailwind mm-hmm. in your marriage. What's been a place of resistance is becoming a place of strength and is accelerating the growth and the connection that you have. And we want to talk about how the two of you can do that when we come back after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. One Skin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Tony and I are back, and we're talking about moving from resistance to acceleration in your marriage. And for those of you that have been around for a while, you know that I love visual imagery. It's why this, when Tony came back and he's like, we need to do an episode on resistance. And I'm like, we'll work it into the calendar because. Well, once I told her what it would look like, then she understood it because when I just brought it up to her, she's like, I don't, I don't get it, but it was just, it was just paint me a picture. Yeah. But it was just so interesting that day, just out on my ride and just 
thinking about you, the one family. Hmm. I want to I want to share that. You know, our mission here at One Extraordinary Marriage is to impact one marriage. Mm-hmm. And many a times when I'm on my bike, I'm out there just praying for you guys. Mm. I'm really, I'm pressing in and I'm believing for breakthrough in your marriage. And there was just something about that ride where just those two opposing forces, one from the back, giving me, making me feel like everything was easy and the other from the front, making Mm -hmm. it feel really tough. I could just see marriages being on both sides of that. And my prayer with this with this episode and just even talking about it is that you can see where your marriage is mm-hmm. and maybe even look back and see those times when you've been in both of those places and celebrate your marriage mm-hmm. and know that hey we got the tailwind we can keep it going or we had a t- or we have a headwind and we really need to understand what is that resistance? Where are the cracks in our pillars? Have we taken time? Have we done a self-assessment to realize what is that force that's pressing upon us? I find it so interesting. I'm thinking about Santa Ana's and growing up in the Midwest. That is not a weather phenomenon that we have in the Midwest. And so I remember when I first came to California and people would talk about the Santa Ana's, like this mysterious, you know, woo, the Santa Ana's. And, uh, as we were just talking about it right now, why are you laughing at me? <laughs> because I remember some Santa Ana's when we lived in Palm Desert, our oh, first year of marriage, gosh. and the tumbleweeds are bigger than us, and they're just flying. They're like down bigger the than cars. They're <laughs> going down the freeway, and all you can think about is, please don't, please don't stop in front of me, please don't, because I will not. Like I can't drive through I you. I can't drive get over you. Over. Yes. But one of the things that struck me, even as you're just talking about this, is the fact that a lot of times, like yes, you can wake up in the morning and you know if the Santa Ana's are blowing, but having lived in Southern California for gosh, just about 20 years now. Um, You? No, we've lived here longer than that. We lived here. Well, since since San Diego, we've been here almost 20 years. Um, Like there's no, Hey, it's, you know, June 22nd, the Santa Ana's are going to start blowing. Like there's not a specific time when they're going to start. And you don't even necessarily, like there are seasons when they're, when they blow. Fall time. but it's not one of those things where you can mark your calendar by it. You know, you don't know right. a specific day. No, they you don't. often can come out of nowhere. Like you'll just be walking around one afternoon and you're like, wow, it seems substantially warmer because they blow in off the desert. And if you've lived here long enough, you're like, oh, it's starting to go. But you get into this place of saying that something just changed direction. Mm-hmm. Well, the reality is, is that in our marriage, there are times when we get blown because something changes direction the nuance to marriage as opposed to the Santa Ana winds blowing is that you can take action Mm -hmm. to change the direction. You can get into this place of saying, what can I do to get back in to a tailwind? What can I do to start coming against the resistance and actually create acceleration in my marriage? And here's what, you know, some of you had to say about what would make this season or these areas easier. What would create acceleration? You said communication, not going to lie. Love seeing that one. There's a reason on the chapter on emotional intimacy, I talk about it being the workhorse. Mm-hmm. Love seeing that you recognize that that's where you need to go. Getting into agreement and honoring our agreements. I think the the backside of that one, honoring our agreements is all about trust. Mm-hmm. Trust how, and integrity. How, how, are, how do we trust and have, how do we trust one another and how are we being integrous, right? That would be the integrity word. Right, mm-hmm. but individually, mm-hmm. right? How how yes. I mean integrous, 
in this marriage. 100%. 100%. If you give your word, do it. Mm-hmm. It really is a trust building exercise every time you honor your word or you take responsibility if something doesn't go according to plan. Correct. Just had that conversation in a coaching session. Checking in with one another instead of making assumptions. Yes, please. As I told one couple yesterday in a coaching session, um, when you make assumptions and you're wrong, all kinds of resistance goes up. When you make assumptions and your spouse isn't executing things the same way, you might find yourself saying no a whole lot more because you're making an assumption on what they're thinking mm-hmm. as opposed to having a conversation. Change our language to address the triggers. It comes back to those words. Mm. Words have power. Create a plan. When it comes to finances, make more money. Mm. Share passwords. Don't have secrets. This is like, this list actually sounds like my coaching sessions over the last week. Because to a T, these are the things that couples have been dealing with, either as points of resistance where it hasn't been happening or points of acceleration where they're choosing these types of behaviors to put that tailwind in their marriage, to put that force going forward. Mm-hmm. You know, choosing to understand instead of just showing frustration, honoring our coffee talks, mm-hmm. coffee break, right? Mm-hmm. Being in this place, I hope that you can hear one of the things that actually creates the tailwind that breaks down the resistance in a marriage is intentionality. It's taking action. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just poof, the resistance goes away. Like one day you just wake up and you're like, ah, hooray, there's no resistance. No, working through the resistance in your marriage means that the two of you need to be intentional and take action. That's where the acceleration comes. That's, That's Tony saying, you know what? I'm gonna stay in this resistance for a little bit longer so I can figure it out And I'm going to turn around and I'm going to get that tailwind because I know what action will give me the tailwind. He didn't just come home. I mean, he could have, but he said, I want the acceleration on the back end. I want to feel that power. I want to have that moment. You know, if it's around your finances, then start having regular money meetings, create a timeline. If it's on buying a house, create a timeline on what that looks like for the two of you and what needs to go into place. If it's around. Can I say something about finances? Yeah. I think many of us will make decisions and not put out a plan. And so for bigger purchases, especially, I think there is resistance because it's like the market's hot, so we need to buy. And there is lack on one partner's part or the other Mm -hmm. or both and really understanding where you are Mm -hmm. when it comes to a big purchase that could unsettle one of you or both of you. And I remember when we were younger married, this would happen a lot. It's like, okay, well, let's just do it because we got to. Like, we're in an emergency. We've got to make it happen. And as we've gone older and we trust each other more and we, we understand our finances and, and we're growing this together so that way we can have that nest egg when we're ready to do what we want to do. But I think that's the big thing here when it comes to your finances. It's not just the regular money meetings, but it's looking at those long-term goals and going, what does that look like? Because mm. purchasing a home at 300000 and you want to put 20% down, that's $60,000. So wh- where's that money coming from? Let's plan. What, what, how are we planning for that? Mm. Is it going to take us a year to do that, or is it going to take us five years to do that? You mm. know, it, Either way, it's, it's fine, but just know having that helps the both of you mm-hmm. be in a place where you're strengthening your financial intimacy pillar. Yeah, it's it's so crazy when you start thinking about it in terms of resistance and acceleration. And even, you know, it, 
another one here, you know, when it just comes to transparency with mistakes, whether that's, you know, conversations that you're having in a coffee break, whether that's a walk and talk. But, you know, as I think through this, one of the questions that I use often in my coaching sessions, because Tony and I have a coach and our coach used this question with us, is what's the resistance? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to straight up ask the question. Yeah. That, that might come up in a coffee break where you're just like, hey, we've talked about moving forward, whether it's with having kids or taking care of the chores or doing whatever, but we're not, action isn't happening here. Yeah. This came up in two different coaching sessions this past week where we had talked about a specific action item. Individuals hadn't taken action. And so I started probing. I'm like, well, what's, what's the resistance to Mm -hmm. that action? And it's amazing when you just get curious about why someone, and you're in that place, like I said, whether it's in a coffee break or a walk and talk, and you just lovingly go, I I just want to understand, what do you think the resistance to moving forward on this is? And allow your spouse to talk. We had this happen just the other day with one of our children, right? And it was, hey, what's the resistance to doing this? And it became this beautiful, vulnerable moment in our family where this child was able, child, her children are 17 and 20, but you know, they're still children, um, was able to talk and express what the resistance was. And it actually led to a place of understanding instead yes. of more friction in the relationship. Yep. That was absolutely correct. If you are interested in learning what a coffee break is, we have a marriage guide called Take a Break, a Coffee Break. Mm-hmm. I'll have uh, a link here in the episode notes for you. If you want to just go and grab it, you can go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash coffee break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other strategies, you know, if when it comes to being able to share your emotions, right, because it feels way too vulnerable, that feels scary. You think maybe I don't know what the right words are. Use a tool like the emotion wheel. Mm-hmm. Start, you know, literally it is a wheel, spin it around, see where, you know, where it lands for you and start going, okay, wait, if I, if I start in the middle with, with sadness, what comes out from there? If, if I'm, am I sad? Like ask yourself sometimes. Cause we, that is a resistance that you may be, maybe f- facing right now. I just talked to a buddy of mine and he's looking to, to lay down a part of his business mm. and just talking to him because I could just tell the, the inner turmoil going mm-hmm. and you could see the sadness. You could he- mm-hmm. not see it because I was talking. Yeah. You could, I could sense it. And just even talking to him about like, hey, man, like allow yourself to grieve that. Wow. And then sometimes in our marriages, things happen and we have to grieve them and we have to let them go and we have to like name them and just mm-hmm. go, hey, this is where I am right now. And the use of an emotion wheel is a fantastic way just to be able to go deeper than just I'm happy, sad, angry, Etc. I forget the other three on there. Well, case in point, I had coaching clients the other day and the situation came up with their finances. Wife freaks out based on the situation, not unheard of. Um, husband reacts very strongly. Okay. Well, it turns out, I, I, and I asked her, I said, what were you feeling in that moment? They, there was an unexpected medical bill, which we always know kind of creates uh, freak out because they're always just yes. bigger than you expected. Yes. And so I asked her and we started getting like I threw out a couple words. I'm like, I'm just try them on for size. I'm not saying this is how you felt. Just try. And that's, that's what I would encourage you guys to do. Look at some of those words, try them on for size. And it turns out that, that she wasn't afraid. She was surprised Mm. and she was worried. Mm -hmm. And it turns out the husband was actually a little surprised too. 
But she didn't know that until she was able to name her emotions mm. and bridge that gap between the two of them. That's where the value of using a tool like that. Mm-hmm. And I'll have a link to one of those here in the episode notes for you guys as well. Another area, you know, if there's resistance around what you're, how the two of you are being sexually intimate, however you define that. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not saying it's having sex twice a week like Tony and I try and do. I'm not saying it's having, you know, alternating once a week. What are, like there are so many different plans on what people do in the one family. Mm-hmm. But if the two of you have laid out and made an agreement, remember one of the strategies that was shared by the one family is creating an agreement and honoring it. Mm-hmm. If there's resistance to honoring the agreements around your sexual intimacy, I'm going to straight up tell you it's time for another conversation to figure out what the two of you, mm-hmm. please hear that phrase, what the two of you want the sexual intimacy pillar in your marriage to look like. You gotta have a conversation. If it's just one person laying it down and the other person not participating in that conversation, I can almost guarantee there's gonna be some form of resistance because you didn't work on it together. Yep. So, yep. so use a tool like the Intimacy Lifestyle Planner to say, hey, let's try this for 30 days. Let's put a plan together. We're only married to each other. We're not married to this plan. Let's try it for 30 days and see what happens. And then we can always revise it Yeah. Be- because we're growing people and we can change things. Mm-hmm. No, I, I love it. And I, the last one we want to look over is recreational intimacy. Uh, some of you said, you know, spending more time together, like there's mm-hmm. resistance. There, there could be kids, there could be parents, mm-hmm. there could be work. There could be many other factors that are creating that resistance, the cracks in your pillar especially your recreational intimacy pillar. And one of the best ways that Elisa and I have found for us is we got to get creative again. We got to create new ideas, be it from going out to staying into everything in between. And the best way that we have seen and have been able to share with those in the one family to do this is create a top 10 list. Mm. And this is a way for the two of you to both like sit down for 10 minutes, five minutes, whatever it is, get a sheet of paper, say what you want to say. Hey, date night in. Write 10 ideas. Both of you write 10 ideas that you each could do. Mm-hmm. And then look at those. You can, you can swap. You can swap them. You, now you have your husbands. Now you have your wives. Now you look at them and you go, oh, wow. Three of these are the same. Seven of them. Now we got 14 others, though, that are not. Mm-hmm. Do the three that are the same. It means you guys have some commonality. And then there's another 14 that you guys can choose from. And that could be from dates in, dates out, date days, whatever, mm. you know, adventure dates, whatever that may be. But creating a top 10 list can truly get that tailwind in your recreational intimacy. And at the end of the day, it's like the, the quote that I opened up this episode with, resistance is the first step to change. When you're experiencing resistance in your marriage, it likely means that something needs to change. And some of you will take the ideas in this episode and you'll you'll run with it. But some of you are sitting there going, Tony, Elisa, like we've been trying and we still have this resistance and I don't know what to do about it. We don't know what to do about it. And, and I'm going to say, if that's you, you've heard me, you know, pepper throughout this entire episode, all different kinds of stories about coaching clients who have had resistance in their marriage. Apply for coaching. Mm-hmm. Apply for coaching. Let's see if we can't break to get as a team can't break this resistance uh, in your marriage and actually help the two of you create the extraordinary marriage you desire. You can go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash coaching. You know, you can learn all about the coaching there and apply, but don't keep, don't keep battling the resistance. It'll wear you down. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Take steps, take action to really just get that tailwind going on in your marriage. Yeah. With that, we hope that this blesses you and more importantly, blesses your marriage. So go out there this week, identify what the resistance is. If you're in that resistance, if you got that tailwind, identify that tailwind. Either way, you're in this marriage and you're going to have those happening in your marriage at different times. So with that, you guys have yourselves a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.